on in. Water's warm. This is the Business Design Podcast. I was trying to think of a different intro, but um, I think I like welcome better. So I'm Randy Baker and my partner, Dr. Kent, and we travel around the world looking for interesting guests. And today we're going north to Canada, I believe. Yeah, and uh, we're in um, an RV made by VW. What do they call those things? The, the good old oh, RVs? That was a combi ones. van. Yeah, I, I travel around Europe right. and one exactly like this. Are those the ones with the engine and the tail? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like a little suitcase size. Yeah, very small, like about this big. And uh, I actually, you know, remember the old joke of the, the guy that breaks down because his engine seizes and this blonde pulls up in her Volkswagen and says, oh, it's all right, I can lend you one of mine. I've got a spare one in the trunk. I don't get it. Oh, okay. If I have to explain it, but I did not do it. <laughs> so we had a chance today to talk to somebody who's got quite a nice COVID hairstyle. Yeah, interesting. So I I can't figure out whether it was because he, well, I'm sure he knows how to use a pair of scissors, but it's pretty hard to cut your own hair. I thought, it, I, I was kind of thinking it was the other direction. It's kind of like a, a Yanni style, wonderful wow. waves, kind of, you know, kind of bumping up the heartthrob uh, level. Uh, that could be, but it could also be that he was perhaps too sleepy. Could be. So, all kidding aside, we talked today to Riley Jarvis, really interesting businessman who has started a bunch of things, but as you'll hear in this interview, is very, very passionate about carrots. If you spell carrots, S-L-E-E-P, I would agree with you. That's right, sleep. So don't sleep through this one. Uh, it's worth listening to. It's something we all need to work on and think about. Now, if you do find yourself dozing off, maybe you need to contact Riley Jarvis. Yeah, but in the meantime, listen up. Here's the interview. But nice to talk with you, Riley. Uh, I feel like we should start off by, um, I guess, talking about what, what we just mentioned. So you, your, your hair has grown out. And you said that was something having to do with Rip Van Winkle, like being <laughs> asleep for 100 years and it just sort of grew out. <laughs> Yeah, that's just it. That's what happens when you're in a deep, deep sleep and you take too much melatonin. You just wake up and you see <laughs> too, too long. Nice. So you're a sleep expert in some ways. How did that happen? When when did that start? Uh, I have my own personal health journey like a lot of people do. And about 10 years ago, I was experiencing a lot of fatigue, which caused me, long story short, I had to drop out of courses in college I was sort of in the private equity and investment uh, banking space, so I had to drop out of with that and really take health into my own hands. Turns out I was diagnosed with Crohn's and autoimmune disease, and it was ultimately sleep that fixed it. I had to bring health into my own hands, uh, spent thousands of dollars on doctors, and that was sort of the missing piece. And once I had that dialed in, kept going down that rabbit hole stuff really started to get better. And over the last five years, it's been a complete remission. And doctors say, like, it's not even there, so it's pretty amazing. Wow, that's a serious diagnosis. Um, I have a cousin uh, with that, and that's that's a remarkable um, outcome for you. Is is there sort of research to back it up, or is it sort of anecdotal, kind of within your own life, or or what does that look like? Yeah, it is anecdotal. I always tell people you should you should go through your doctor. I, me personally, I'm just getting too many side effects from the medication. Um, so natural does work for a lot of people. 
But it is sort of on the cutting edge of science, and you need funding to back up a lot of these long-term forms of research. Um, so it is completely anecdotal. But people that I help do swear by it too. And it's an area known as functional medicine, actually, where you're using holistic protocols, uh, specific comprehensive lab testing. It's a lot more private versus on a mass conventional scale that your general family doctor wouldn't be able to pick up. So that's what I do with my clients. And we ship lab tests to them to see. I'm an extreme case, but for anyone that ultimately just wants to improve their performance um, or their longevity, sleep is one of the best ways to do it. So insomnia is something that a lot of professionals suffer from. Um, mm-hmm. They can't turn their minds off and it keeps keeps running, keeps them awake. What, yeah. what is the ideal amount of sleep and how can insomniacs overcome that issue? Yeah, it's a really good question. So first of all, everybody is different in terms of how much sleep they need on a genetic level. We, we, you can do genetic testing and you can see specifically what yours is, but you can give yourself a good guess over the years of what you think yours might be. Most people, though, need between six and eight, even sometimes nine hours of sleep in order to function. Anything below that, you're just going to be risking yourself of or the long-term cancer and many other things coming down the line too and ultimately performance. But that's sort of the the main one that you want to get. But what's most important is you get 90 minute sleep cycles. The more 90 minute sleep cycles you can get in, the better. So I'm interested in um, very particularly you coming out of the finance industry and talking about sleep because I mean, quite literally that's the, that's the, the space where young people will work themselves to death. You know, they'll work 20 hours a day and then there's all this documented stuff about the the dangers of that. So describe sort of from the extreme to the sort of more normal, what that looks like. Yeah, so what I was seeing was people regularly in the finance world missing deadlines, quarter ends coming up. I mean, it was just, even when my boss and leadership was interacting with colleagues, you would just see the stress they were under, the amount of fatigue that they were under and how they treated everybody was just, it it wasn't who they were. And it was just a shell of their former selves just because they were so tired, beating to the ground. Um, Some of my employees had a lot of relationship issues. It just went on and on. So for your average person, it really depends on the age, but most people who are doing like the like the 80 to 100 hour work weeks, they happen to be in their young 20s. And they can only do it for so long before it burns them out. The ones that stick through it, you can you can see massive bags under their eyes. But for most people, you want to focus on active resting. If you can't change the hours of your day that you are actually working, you want to make the hours that you're home, you're resting, like 100% resting. And that's what I call active recovery versus just passive recovery. So instead of just sitting down watching TV, it's all about doing things, for example, like a hot, cold shower and things that are shown on a biological level to restore our functioning a lot faster than you can. And some people too, they're in bed for eight hours, but actually they only need six hours of sleep if those hours of sleep are very high quality hours of sleep. And that's ultimately what it's all about. So what, what's the secret to changing from low quality to high quality sleep? Obviously, that, that's what people pay you for. So I don't want you to give away <laughs> yeah. that. But yeah. th- there must be some sort of process. Absolutely. So it's no one magic pill. That would be great. And you do feel like you're improving your sleep when you go to the doctor and you get a, a sleep pill. But there's just 
so many dangerous side effects with those of increasing all, all cause mortality. You can't take it for very long for those things. So ultimately, they're abandoned on a bigger problem. Coffee doesn't do it either, unfortunately. So what we do is we're addressing the body through all the different 1%. So we're looking in terms of the gut. We're seeing how's the gut, is there pathogens inside of the gut, is there parasites, different forms of gut bacteria. For example, this is just an, an example, one of many. If you have H. pylori, gastrocystis and all these other different bugs and critters in your gut, all the food that you're eating is sucking up all the nutrients. The pathogens are sucking up the nutrients from this food, meaning that you don't have the building blocks to make your neurotransmitters to focus, to feel relaxed, to go to bed with not racing thoughts. And it's all these systems in our body that are working together with each other. There's also our hormonal system. There's something known as the HPA axis. It's our hypothalamus, our adrenal glands, our pituitary. There's also our thyroid as well. And this all is, is in regulation 24 seven hours a day. And if it's not in balance, um, there's two parts, there's a rhythm, but then there's also total output. And if people have been burning the candle, especially in the finance world for too long, coffee, 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 not enough sleep, what's going to happen is they burn the candle from both ends and we can actually see their hormonal profile is just completely shot. Um, and what happens is cortisol is high, which is a stress hormone, and that makes, for a man, his testosterone absolutely plummet. I mean, you sometimes just see a 30-year-old equivalent testosterone to like an 80-year-old man, and that's responsible for drive, for focus, and so many things. So that's just one example. What is wrong with the, well, maybe it's the wrong question. Traditional medicine doesn't focus on all these factors. Right. Is there a reason for that? Is it because, I mean, we can go down the whole big pharma avenue that, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. But is, is, that, is that what drives traditional medicine or is it that it just takes too much time to learn this stuff? That's a thing too. One, it takes way too much time. But if you think about just the conventional model of medicine, it's based on, upon the masses of people and they don't look at the individual person, a custom tailored personalized approach. You're going in to see your doctor. He's going he's gonna to mark off the symptoms that you're having with the check boxes that aligns with some type of pill that you could take. And they're also a business to your doctor. They, they run your own, their own business based on the shorter amount of time they can get in there, the more people that they can get through their clinic in a day, the more money that they'll ultimately make at the end of the day. So most people are only spending about three to five minutes with their doctor on average. Mm -hmm. And it's just so important to look at somebody's biology background, spending an hour with them. That's ultimately how you're going to figure out all about their health. So I think it's just on a mass scale, money-wise, the government just doesn't have so much money to spend on these individual testing uh, kits that are more on the forefront of science. Um, a lot of the time, a lot of the test kits we run will actually show parasites, pathogens, you name it, worms inside of somebody's gut versus it's positive, but they went over to their conventional medicine doctor and it was negative for all those things. So it just shows you that a test is not a test. It's all about the quality of it. So I'm curious from my side of the shop a little bit about uh, Riley underneath all of this. So mm -hmm. you've done analysis of businesses. You've lived in China. Yes. You yeah. have a kind of a different view of the world. Mm -hmm. You're running several businesses or you have your, you're kind of working on a bunch of different things. So I'm curious as to, how does everything hang together within you? And what are you, what are you trying to do for the world with all of these different um, exploits? And 
Yeah, that's a really good question. So primarily through my own journey, it's it's one that improving sleep that I take personally. So to be able to help people do that, that's my primary drive and motivation. And that's the big thing that I'm doing right now. Other things are just other hobbies of mine. So for example, I'm also a copywriter. I run a website called biotechcopy.com. We do copywriting for biotech firms and um, other organizations. English was just one of my bigger bigger majors. It's just a hobby of mine that I enjoy doing as well. But it all integrates into the health. And what I love is just on the forefront of science. And you hear about billionaire investors coming in. There's this guy named David Sinclair. He's the uh, head of uh, genetics at Harvard University. And it's all these different initiatives of like anti-aging, making us live past 100. And that's where you just see the forefront. And it's just... It's so much more entertaining than what you just see on on the six o'clock news. And that's really what I'm after and sort of where the goal and everything's headed to always sort of keep exploring on the forefront of what our biologies are capable of as new uh, stuff begins to emerge. But yeah, I was in uh, China for a little bit from a young age. I just got exposed to different cultures um, and just ultimately to see what the world was all about. And it gives you a lot more empathy for people, too, and what they're going through and struggling with. So you've designed a couple different businesses, um, this one around sleep, curious as to kind of what your, what your thoughts would be for a, a young person or an older person who's building something or growing something or trying to get revenue. Uh, what, what's some wisdom yeah. that you might have on that front? Yeah. So if you're building something and you're living the entrepreneur lifestyle, you're obviously going to have to put in tons and tons of hours. I mean, there's no shortcut or way around it. So it's all about optimizing the hours that you do have available to yourself. And that's, it goes back to what I said before is active recovery. So it could be things like uh, flotation tanks. It could be hot, cold showers, yoga, meditation. Instead of just sitting down, a lot of people have addictions to going for dessert with a ton of sugar or sitting down watching TV. There's just way more things that you can do to make it to the point. If you worked a long work day or work week, maybe you were at a five out of 10, you went down to a one out of 10 and then you bounce sort of back to a two while you're watching TV, you didn't fully recover versus if you did active recovery, you would be able to bounce back to the same level, if not more to what you were before. So that's where it's all important. It's all about being strategic with all that, especially for a young person. They, a young person can can get through a lot more than the average person who's older can, uh, but you still have to be careful. And you always want to test, not guess. That's really important too. So speaking as one of those older people, um, <laughs> I, I, I love work. I, I could watch it all day as long as somebody else is doing it. <laughs> but, you know, I, I sleep plenty. Mm-hmm. But... Waking up early is something that I have now have a habit of doing, so I always wake up at 4.30-ish. That's when my day starts. But I go to bed early, so it's, I'm pretty much running with the, the cycle of the night-day. Yeah. Is that circadian rhythm um, important for sleep? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's massively important, and it all has to do with your rhythm in the day too, because right before we go to bed, our melatonin is at its highest, what make, makes us feel sleepy. But that has an inverse relationship with cortisol. So when we wake up first thing in the morning, our cortisol is at its highest, which is stimulatory. People think cortisol is bad, but it's good. We rely on it for energy. Cortisol is bad when cortisol is high towards nighttime. And some people actually have an inverse relationship. So instead of melatonin being high before they go to bed, it's 
cortisol that's high before they go to bed. So they don't feel sleepy. They feel wired, jittery. That's kind of like when you put your head on the pillow, your mind's raising, you're thinking about the next day, things to do, mm-hmm. and you're just waking up in the night. It goes on and on. So that schedule is very good if it works for you. Again, you always want to test. But one thing to really normalize that rhythm is first thing you wake up, expose your eyes outside to bright light to the sun because that'll get that cortisol going. And then before you go to bed, usually two hours, dim the light, wear blue light blocking glasses, a blue light blocker on your in your phone, your laptop, all that stuff. Because it's also training the rhythm within your body. And if the rhythm is off, you just retrain it back to whatever your circadian rhythm is. A lot of people have televisions, cell phones, all sorts of electronics in their bedroom trying to sleep with them on. Is that something you would not recommend? Exactly, yeah. I would not recommend it at all. It's One is the blue light, which is stimulatory. They've shown blue light suppresses melatonin. I've seen amounts, I've seen studies, 50% sometimes uh, prior to bed, even just looking at it 10 minutes. So there's that, but it's also just stimulatory on the mind that your mind just going to be thinking about this versus unwinding and maybe journaling 10 minutes prior to bed, the notes of that day so your mind's not reminiscing on it. You just really want to have a blank slate of blank mind prior to going to bed, finding some kind of wind down routine, even if it's like five, 10 minutes, it's all you need. And my, my wife used to describe that as, as stacking everything neatly in boxes so that she doesn't <laughs> yeah. have to think about it. It's so. a good way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what would kind of three tips be if somebody wanted to just think about their sleep in a different way? Absolutely. So quick tips of advice is cold room. It's about 68 degrees that you want to look for. You want to f- track your sleep. So if you have a sleep tracker, whether it's an aura ring or your iWatch, combine how you subjectively feel versus on objectively testing it, seeing where you're waking up. That's really important. And the other one is don't eat three to four hours prior to bed and exercise, I would say four to five hours prior to bed, rigorous exercise. You can go for a light walk or something, but it stimulates the body. It heats up the body, um, which is what you don't want prior to sleep. So you'd be an advocate for exercising in the morning for that very reason, for the opposite reason, perhaps. Yeah, uh, you can do morning or you could do mid-afternoon is better for some people, but absolutely for sure. We like to keep these interviews short. So, Riley, um, it's been fun to look at your yellow wall behind you for the listeners that can't see it. <laughs> it's very, it's a, I think yellow is a calming color. But um, how yeah. does yellow apply to your business and where can folks find out more about you? Yellow is all about the daytime. Then we got the, the dark, dark navy blue for the nighttime. But if people want to find out about me, they can go to www.thesleepconsultant.com. I have a free questionnaire that people can do to self-assess themselves where they stand. Um, and that can really start to nail down to see exactly what you need to do for yourself. I would talk, but there's rain pouring down. Oh, then I will talk. So thank you for your time, Riley. Um, Really appreciate having you on. And, yeah, everybody, all our listeners, go and check out what he's he's up to because it's super interesting. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Riley. Uh, Such a pleasure chatting with you. Um, I slept through the second half of the interview. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, It was (laughs) was really fun to get to know your business and um, to talk with you about some really important things for all of us. 
And so to all of our listeners, if you don't want to sleep through life, if you don't want to sleep through the growth of your own business, maybe you should visit us at Thought Leader Path. No, let's not go there. Let's go to Thought Partner Group. So visit us at thoughtpartnergroup.com and there's a, a free assessment on there. Click on it. Do your thing. We'll spend a minute. Do our thing. And maybe we want to talk at some point. I also, I, I like those... Um what are they, those those snoring nose strip things? Try those out. Oh, you take did? care of yeah. body. Yeah. Okay, that that will help other people sleep.